Hello and welcome back to another episode of the HRER podcast where we delve into the world of HR emergencies and scandals. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to HRER on your favourite podcast platform. Get ready for scandalous stories, lessons learned and a generous dose of advice for HR professionals for navigating the HR landscape. Our goal here is not just to entertain but also to help you learn from the topics we touch on in order to save your business from its own emergency. We don't know necessarily where that information goes when it goes into ChatGBT and he could well be releasing company information out onto the World Wide Web. Everyone has quality issues from time to time, but these ones are clearly being caused by ChatGPT as Paul is just copying the text across. We've got a trust and confidence issue as well, because we trust him to get on with his job without supervision, and he hasn't been doing. He hasn't said that he's found a better way of doing things. So when we start to build a picture like that, it's much easier then to see well, actually, this is what this person has done wrong, rather than just using ChatGPT when you shouldn't be. Hello, and welcome to our second ever HRER podcast by Heroes. Um, today, we've got another juicy story for you. Um, workplace, not really a scandal compared to the last one, but a hot topic, if you like. Um, again, my name's Ollie Robinson. I'm a software specialist. My name's Alyssa Thursfield. I'm an employment solicitor and the founder of Heroes and Superheroes. Today's topic is AI, specifically in this case, ChatGBT. We are. We're looking at that. It's a, it's a very hot topic, as I've said. We've got Again, we've got an email here to, to run through. Um, a nice example, so I'll, I'll read that out for us. Hi, Alyssa. This is a new one for me. I no idea how to handle it. You will remember Paul. We had a chat about him six months ago about his performance issues. His job is to write new content and knowledge guides for the business and provide knowledge support to customers of our resources. Well, Paul's line manager noticed that something seems to have changed. At first for the better, Paul was completing work quicker and was generally more settled at work. However, a couple of quality issues were spotted, specifically with the accuracy of some of the content. We have a monitoring clause in our contracts, so we reviewed, reviewed, reviewed his computer activity and found that Paul is using ChatGPT to complete his work and is spending the rest of his time watching snooker and playing virtual poker online. Everyone has quality issues from time to time, but these ones are clearly being caused by ChatGPT as Paul is just copying the text across. It feels like cheating, but technically his work is getting done. So I'm not sure where we go with this. So like you say, real hot topic. Um, and actually you think, well, you can understand why the employer would be a bit stumped here. Saying, well, technically the work's getting done, but it's not being done in the way that we would expect. And we've got quality issues as well. So there'd be a few queries that I would want to establish from the employer here. He's given us quite a lot of detail, but we haven't actually got everything that we need yet really for us to kind of delve into some advice here. So I would be going back and asking for a bit more information, such as do you have a policy about AI? Have you got a rule book that says what we can do with it and what we can't? And also, what does your GDPR policy say? Because if he is plugging in company information into ChatGBT, potentially he could be in breach of your GDPR rules. We don't know necessarily where that information goes when it goes into ChatGBT and he could well be releasing company information out onto the World Wide Web. So initially I'd be going back and asking for, do you have these policy documentations? Are there any rules in place? If we don't have rules in place and there's no policies, it's not, oh, well, try harder next time. There's still something that we can do about this, but we've got to get into the nitty gritty and making sure that we are dealing with this in a good procedural way. Okay. Uh, you mentioned there uh, an AI policy. Mm -hmm. Is that something you're seeing a bit of this year? People are more interested in that sort of setup. 
Yeah. Top of, the shopping, top of the shopping list, people want AI policies. Even if they don't really do anything with computers, even if their staff aren't really using them, they want an AI policy because the internet tells them they need one. So <laughs> it's absolutely something that we're getting asked for regularly. And what I would say with most businesses is they are setting out the ground rules for how AI can or can't be used with work. So in my world, for example, legal resources, we're seeing very clear messages from the big providers. Do not copy and paste our resources into ChatGPT. They don't allow it under the terms of their licenses. That is their intellectual property. They own that information. They don't want it being circulated on the internet in that way. Um, if you have a company that has no idea what they are talking about when it comes to AI, it could be very basic. It might be you don't even want people going on ChatGPT in the workplace. Or it could be, yes, we'll use it, but within these parameters. And this is the information that you can and can't put into there. Interesting. Uh, another thing as well, from that email there, the first thing that sort of jumped out to me, um, I'm obviously a little bit green around the whole uh, employment law scene, uh, the monitoring clause. Mm. I, that's, I imagine that's like quite a mm. keen preventative measure. That's something you see a lot of as well. Absolutely. And, you know, that's how they've established what it is that he's doing here. So, you know, gold star that they've got the monitoring clause in there Absolutely. and they're, they're using it to you know look at they've seen a change in this guy's performance they've seen a change in the way that he's working and the only way that they're necessarily going to establish that is either by speaking to him or monitoring what he's doing my preference would always have been first to have that conversation with him rather than jumping straight to monitoring but okay. provided that they are following the terms of that monitoring clause they can look at his computer activity and see what's going on and what's been established in this case is that he is on work time using his computer a work computer to watch the snooker and play virtual poker those are not work activities that's not what he is paid to do mm -mm. That I very much doubt is a pro poker player, eh? Um, I'm going to go back to my notes now. I've got a few few more questions to ask you, obviously. Uh, first of all, from an employer standpoint, um, so how can AI be exploited for cheating at work and what are some common examples? So I think what we need to get to the bottom of here is that cheating word because someone may say, well, if the work's getting done, how how is that cheating? And where the word comes from in this context is where you see school kids using it to get their coursework and their homework done. But ultimately, with an employer, you have a deal with the employee. You say, I will give you a job, you will do the job, and I will pay you. If you've got someone who the job is getting done, but they're not doing it, and then they're using the time that you're paying them to do personal activities, that's not really part of the deal. They're probably, I'd say, cheating their employment contract slightly. Mm. Where a question would come over that is if you have a policy that specifically says you should not be doing this. And if you find yourself with some free time at work, you should be volunteering yourself for some additional activities. Now, you may well say um, the work's getting done. What's the big deal? If that work can be done in, say, a 10, 15 minute period by feeding stuff into ChatGBT and copying it across, the likelihood is that a job that might be being done by three, four, five people can actually be done by one. And as an employer, you may not feel great about it, but you might think, well, here's a real opportunity for efficiency. If this job can be done by AI, then we have a redundancy situation and I can reduce my headcount from five to one, have somebody who operates ChatGBT through the course of a full day, and I save myself four salaries. So for employees who think that they are being a little bit clever using ChatGBT and then sort of kicking back at work and enjoying themselves, they really need to have a think. If my job can be automated and I'm making it that obvious, you could be landing yourself in, in some real trouble further down the line. So 
it's not worth it. And especially if you're using that time to watch the snooker and play poker, what an employer will probably be expecting is, oh, hey boss, you know, I found a way to get this job done rather than seven hours and get it done in 10 minutes. What else can I do to be useful? How else can we develop my role? I'd like to be promoted because if this can be done in 10 minutes, maybe I could look at something that's a bit more managerial. So someone who's more proactive and you feel like you're then getting some value for your money from that employee and the employee feels they're getting developed and supported at work as well. All about maximising your worth as an employee, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Build your skill set, guys. <laughs> um, second question, specific industries or job roles where the temptation to use AI is more prevalent, generally tech, I imagine, but there's probably more more to it than that. Absolutely. And there are arenas where AI is becoming really, really valuable. It's adding value to roles. And if it's managed properly and if it's done in a way that we are managing what it is that we're actually putting into chat GBT with that knowledge of what's going to be to be going out there. Um, and also doing that sense checking with what comes back. So in the example that we've had here from the employer, that employee was copying the information over and actually it was incorrect. And I've had personal experience with this. So we we have a client who has offices and presence all over the world and we got asked a question about a specific state in the US and we thought, well, we'll give ChatGBT a go, see where they get with it. So we put the question, it was about paid rest breaks in a specific state in, in the United States. Asked ChatGBT the question, it was wrong. It was absolutely wrong. Okay. And the US is very litigious. You mm. you don't pay someone when they're supposed to be being paid. You're going to be straight in court. It's, it's nowhere near as kind of, well, we'll have a conversation about it like in the in, necessarily in the UK. So there was an immediate kind of break on. And we weren't doing it to advise someone. We thought, well, it's really topical at the moment. You know, everyone's talking about how brilliant ChatGBT is and it's going to replace all these roles. Well, let's test it over the next few weeks and see how we get on. And the first query we gave it and it was wrong. So it's really, really, really crucial that we use it where it is strong, where it's got its strengths, but we are sense checking, that we are still checking accuracy. And I would say particularly in HR and employment law, because what we're seeing is where you've got small businesses that perhaps can't afford HR or they haven't got the resources to pay a lawyer. They're asking ChatGBT HR queries and employment law queries, and they're getting things that are either confused with other jurisdictions. So where ChatGBT either thinks they're in another country or you've not been country specific or the information is very out of date because when it comes to up-to-date employment law in the UK, ChatGPT is out of date. It's not It's not accurate. So it's really, really important. It might be able to give us some guidance, but we still need that professional input. Personally, I, I treat it like a little bit of like an assistant. Like yeah. I'll, I'll use it and, and mm -hmm. but then you proofread yeah. these things and, and sort of sense check like you said there, exactly. don't you? Exactly. So treated properly, um, it you know, it can be a really useful tool. But we also need to be very careful about what information we're putting into it. So if you're copying and pasting your company's terms and conditions or your own intellectual property into it, you are releasing that out onto the internet for anybody else to use. So um, in my world where we've got um, legal resource providers, they are putting the brakes on this saying, do not copy our content into ChatGBT, you're breaching the terms of your license if you do so. Because ChatGBT will take that information and then if somebody asks, asks a query and they want and it wants to use that, it could well amalgamate that into an answer that's not correct. And there's a lot of checks and balances that need to be done, particularly in professional services when it comes to things like employment law, before we can rely on this, before it replaces your advisors. We can't rely on the robots too much, can we? Can't We've all seen iRobot. It doesn't end well. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> next question. 
How can HR professionals and employers stay ahead of the curve to detect and prevent AI-driven cheating in the workplace? So I would say with this, you need to know your staff. So really, you should know what is within their kind of wheelhouse and what their style is. So you should really be able to spot fairly quickly, even if someone has asked ChatGPT to write something within their within their tone or how they usually write, that something doesn't quite feel right, which is what you sometimes get. Some when you when you start to read enough of this stuff, you can you can tend yeah. to spot if something's got that chat GBT style. Um, we're almost seeing it as a put down as well. So with um, the uh, the book that was released about the royal family recently, and I think it was the New York Times that said there were paragraphs that read like they've been written by ChatGPT. So it's almost used like that as oh, ChatGPT's done it. It's not. It hasn't got the same level of quality as when a professional has has necessarily done it. So you may well be able to spot it. If you can't, but you think you've got your suspicions, or perhaps you catch someone who um, isn't, you don't believe that they're working through the day or something again isn't quite right, my advice would always be talk to them first. Let's not launch straight into that monitoring. Um, We've still got a relationship with the employee. We still want to give them the benefit of the doubt before we go and do the monitoring and it's, aha, I've caught you. Because again, we're going to be damaging damaging a relationship. And an employee might think they're being a bit clever. They might not actually realise that they're doing something very wrong or there's implications of what they're doing, particularly with something that's so new. So have that chat with them, see if they come clean about what they're doing. And it could be you have a really constructive conversation about the role of AI for their job, how we can use it and how we can use it to support their development. If they're not coming clean and you've got a monitoring clause in your policies or in the contract, then we can look at their computer activity and see what they're doing. And if they've denied using it and then you catch them using it, potentially there's another disciplinary allegation there because they've then been dishonest as well. We don't like liars, do we? We don't like dishonesty in the workplace. Uh, Final question as an employer. Uh, If an employee is caught using AI to cheat, what are the ethical and disciplinary considerations Mm -hmm. for HR professionals? I mean, you touched on it a little bit there. So again, really good question. Um, Where I have seen employers start to get this wrong is they've spotted something that someone's doing and what they really struggle is, what am I accusing them of? So am I accusing mm. them of cheating? Am I accusing them of abusing work time? What What is it? And where I have seen unfair dismissal cases go against an employer and where there's a real sort of trend is where they have used an allegation that is either too broad or too narrow. So when we write to an employee to invite them to a disciplinary, we have to tell them what we think they've done wrong. So the example I often give here is theft. So if we're accusing an employee of theft, then an employee who goes and chat GBTs, what theft is, will be told um, that it is taking property that doesn't belong to you with the intention of keeping it. So if an employee rocks up to the disciplinary and goes, but I was always going to give it back. So it's not theft. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, have they kind of got the better of us there because we've been lazy and just called it theft. But if we say you took company property and you took it off the premises, which isn't allowed, you kept it at home for a period, which is also not allowed, and you haven't yet brought it back, or we're probably going to get them somewhere within that. So what I often say to employers is let's really get down to the nitty gritty of what we are accusing them of. Let's not be lazy and say theft, cheating, using chat GBT. Well, so what? So what are we saying he has actually done? So he is paid to work a seven hour day. He's not working a seven hour day. Company policy in this situation said he wasn't supposed to use company equipment equipment for personal use. 
Lee's been watching the snooker and playing poker. So we've got two things there already. We've got a trust and confidence issue as well because we trust him to get on with his job without supervision and he hasn't been doing. He hasn't said that he's found a better way of doing things. So when we start to build a picture like that, it's much easier then to see, well, actually, this is what this person has done wrong rather than just using ChatGBT when you shouldn't be. So it's a real key point and it's something that I really kind of hammer home to employers don't be lazy with your list of allegations. Really, really get down to it. What are we accusing them of? And can we break it down into steps that the employee will understand as well? Because if you send him a letter and say, well, you've been using chat GBT, you might go, well, where's the bit where you're saying I've done something wrong? What what are you accusing me of? Where's the accusation? Exactly. Yeah. So it's better for the employee because they can really understand what, what they've been accused of and they can prepare properly for that meeting. But also for us as employers, we're very, very clear on which rules we think have been broken. There's the old adage, isn't there? The devil is in the detail. Exactly. And that's what you're looking for, mm -hmm. isn't it there? Wonderful. Uh, we've got a few to run through from the employee standpoint. Um, I'm conscious of time, so mm -hmm. we'll, uh, we'll bat through. Uh, so this is the AI, AI abuser. I have a high workload. Why shouldn't I use AI to be more efficient and productive with my time? So it would probably make sense, you think, if I've found something that's going to make my job easier. Um, but we've got to come back to, well, why are you at work? Is your employer really paying you to sit and watch snooker and play virtual poker and you think well actually you know what if they if they were stupid enough not to realize my job could be done by ai well then more fool them but again we're down to that trust and confidence issue so the relationship between an employee and an employer is fundamentally based on trust and confidence if you lose trust in your employee it's potentially a legitimate reason to dismiss them so yes you may feel very clever having found a better way to do your job equally you might be worried that if you raise it you could get made redundant or you're going to end up in a consultation where you're fighting for your job just because you've been innovative and found a better way to do your work so my advice in those situations would be to be constructive to so say well yes ChatGPT can do a portion of this but actually the role then needs to change into sense checking to make sure that we are being current that what's coming out actually is something that we can use and then how can we use this then to enhance the business or to develop what I'm doing? Or actually then, you know, is there a promotion that I could then be working for? How can I add value to my employer? And you might be thinking, well, if my work's output measured, why do I care what value I'm adding to the employer? It's coming back to that. If your job can be done in 10 minutes by a computer, yes, the output might be the same, but the employer could be very well justified then in restructuring and looking at a redundancy program. You want to show as an employee that you're worth your, your weight in, not gold, but sort of what you do, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, we, we've moved on a bit from the old way that companies used to work in the 80s and the 90s where, um, you know, employees would rock up and they would work a seven-hour day and you'd be almost, you know, looked upon favourably if you worked through your lunch hour and showed that, look, I'm here to live, breathe, work. It's not like that anymore. It's very much a two-way relationship. Employees want to get something out of being at work. They want to feel valued. They want to feel like they're adding something to the workplace rather than just turning up, getting paid and going home. They want to feel like they're part of something. And if work's just being done by AI, well, there's no personality in there. There's no kind of skill set. So I think the way that we are all working together, it needs to be that two-way relationship. What are they getting from the business? How are we developing them beyond just their salary? What are they getting from that arrangement? But then we can expect the same back as well. What are we getting out of that employee? What does it bring to the business? That conversation goes much easier if you're prepared to talk about personal development, psychological safety, welfare at work, and what that experience is like for an employee. 
I mean, I, I read a headline the other day. Uh, the IMF have come out and said this year AI is going to render 40% of jobs relatively worthless. So you could argue never has there been a more prevalent time mm -hmm. to sort of state your case as an employee and knuckle down. It's not hard to proofread chat GPT, exactly. is it? Come on. And I think we need to be really creative now about what roles are bringing to the workplace. So where things used to be very much kind of process driven, so I would take this and do this and produce this. Well, where we have got borders that are no longer quite so visible, the world has shrunk because of things like ChatGBT and the internet. Well, what else can we be doing to develop this business? What can I be doing to develop me? No, it's rare these days that you have people coming to work and thinking, I just want to do my job and go home. Generally, you want to get something out of it, even if it isn't career promotion or job prospects or things that, you know, you're expanding your career horizons. You still want to feel that you're developing. That isn't necessarily for everybody, but it's key that we are creative about what we're doing at work and using these tools. Now, in terms of the jobs that are potentially going to be made redundant, um, there's a real opportunity for people where they do want to retrain and you know look at other things or actually how they can work with ChatGPT and AI and things like that. Um, but it also still has a long way to go, particularly in my industry, employment law, HR, um, we are seeing where it is increasingly being woven into some solutions and we just feel it's not quite there in terms of those where you're, you're parachuting in something like chat gbt we still very much feel there is so much value to add and i hope what people take from these podcasts is where they see where we've got a real query that actually there's a lot of thought that needs to go into something it's not just here's an answer from a legal textbook you need to think about personalities these emails where we've had employees that are doing things, those are real people. People don't react in predictable ways. And ChatGBT can't predict how someone's going to react when you stick them behind a disciplinary chair and you start asking them difficult questions. Absolutely. There's a lot of human input that's still needed in this industry to make sure that your legal risk stays as low as possible. ChatGPT is not reasonable. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> final one from the, from the employee. Uh, AI is only going to get more advanced with time. So why wouldn't I use it to, to better advance the output of our team's work? So used in the correct way, absolutely. You can add some real value to your business, but you need to really get to grips with how the system operates and where it can add value. I wouldn't be making assumptions about what it can do. Again, the devil's in the detail. And it might mean that you need an external advisor that can go, this is what ChatGBT or AI can do for your business. These are its limitations. And this is where you need to be careful in terms of what you're inputting into it. So there's loads of books out there that are being released on this. At the moment, I'm reading several cover to cover because it's something that I think really will have some value in our industry it still just needs a bit of work and in you know we, everybody wants to be ahead of the curve with stuff like this so i would say knowledge and understanding is absolutely crucial your business is is your baby you've built this potentially from the ground up you've invested money you've got people working with you that you care about why would you launch into something that you don't technically understand or how it works, where it could present risk for your business. So absolutely embrace it, but do your homework first. Absolutely. Um, so just to, just to sort of wrap things up, the, the lessons we've learned from today, mm -hmm. um, what sort of measures can we take to, to educate employees about the responsible use of AI and mitigate the risk of uh, so-called cheating? 
So I would absolutely suggest that we have an AI policy that sets out the rules over how people can use AI. So if you're embracing it, you want people to be using it, great, but have a rule book about how that's going to go. If you don't want people using AI, we need to be making that clear and make sure those messages are communicated as well. What we sometimes see is employers will create a new policy. It goes in the handbook, pat themselves on the back. Well done, got our policy. But they haven't told anyone it's there. The policy is only, mm. only any good if your employees have read it. it so is, make yeah. sure it's been circulated and that you've told people that those rules are there. And also from a GDPR and a data protection perspective, if employees are going to be putting company information into external AI systems, that you are aware of that risk and that you are, and that's happening either with your knowledge or with your permission. Um, in terms of processes, if you do catch somebody doing something that they shouldn't be doing, be very clear on what we're accusing them of. So break those allegations out so that we're really, really clear on. It's not just, oh, you've been caught using chat GBT. It's not necessarily a negative thing, but what is it that they've done wrong? And making sure that we follow a full disciplinary process, as we would always say. So inviting them to the meeting correctly, that we're holding a full disciplinary hearing, that we're reasonable in terms of the outcome and that we give the chance to appeal. And if it's something Something like AI chat GBT where people go, well, I didn't I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. I thought I was being more productive. Is that is that serious enough to dismiss? I'd say probably not. We might want to be giving a warning, perhaps having a bit of an education session with them where we have a chat with them about it. I would really kind of hang fire where it's someone who genuinely didn't realise they were doing something wrong and they had the best of intentions. I'd be questioning whether that's that's suitable for dismissal. And that needs a human touch. Needs the human touch. AI don't know how people feel. Exactly. Doesn't. And don't get AI to write your policies. <laughs> God forbid. Um, yeah. I mean, that's. I imagine that's probably all we've got time for today. But um, been great talking again. Mm -hmm. Nice little story to go through. Ollie, my brilliant co-host, thank you very much for chatting to me today. And uh, for those of you who are listening or watching on demand, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Do we say tuning in anymore? Is that is that very 2000s? I think, 2000s? It's, fine. I think um, it's fine. Look, whether you're watching us, whether you're listening, we hope that you're enjoying the content. And um, don't forget to check back in with us in a couple of weeks when the next episode drops. Like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff. Cheers. Take care. Until next time, we're your host signing off from HRER. Take care of your HR and may your workplace be disaster free. Before we go, a big thank you to you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. If you have your own ER stories or suggestions for future episodes, reach out to us at Heroes or on social media or even HRER at heroes.co.uk. As we navigate the maze of workplace blunders, remember that no organisation is perfect. But by sharing these stories, we can all work towards creating healthier, happier and more productive workplaces. <laughs>